もしもし。外人です。Hi Irvin。Hey Emma <laughs>。So this is the first episode of our new podcast. Please hold for Gaijin. I guess we're gonna go ahead and introduce ourselves. Okay. Jiko Shokai. Let's Jiko Shokai it up. Hello, my name is Irvin. Hi Irvin. Hey. Nice to meet you. <laughs> I'm from Canada, but I was born in the Philippines, so I've been living in Canada for about 13 years.、Um, right now, I am living here in Shimane Prefecture of Japan. Shimane. Yay, Shimane. <laughs> I'm currently an ALT here.、Uh, for those of you who don't know, it's assistant language teacher, so I help out. I'm teaching English at schools. And what? let's see. So, why did I come here? I came here to get some teaching experience and also be able to experience Japan. So, it's all about experiences for me. And <laughs> Emma and I decided we're going to talk about one th- fun thing about ourselves. And my fun thing、It's、is not fun that、facts. fun. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Everything about you is fun. Go on. And I. Take sheer joy in the fact that I can hang my laundry outside in the balcony on the weekends when it's sunny. On the weekends. <laughs> that See, is my fun fact. I Honestly, I applaud your bravery because there are so many bugs on my balcony that pretty much a month into living here, I was like, no, we're, we're going to laundromat. To that. <laughs> we are not, we're not having any sorts of spider shenanigans in my. My shirts. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you mean. I have a, I have a bug kit under my,、uh, washroom, my, my washroom、It's、sink、important. to make sure there are no、yeah. bugs in the house. Y'all can expect a、uh, full episode on bugs at a later point. Oh, definitely. <laughs> okay. No, nice to meet you. Yoroshiku onegaishimasu. Yoroshiku onegaishimasu. Emma? All right. Hello, world. <laughs> hello, Urban.、Um, hey. So, my name is Emma. I am also an ALT. I work in junior high school in Shimane. Also in Shimane. We actually live in the same building. Yes.、So、that's cute. We're like totally、um, neighbors. Yes. And you may be able to tell that I'm American from my accent.、Um, however, I did not live in the US for most of my life,、um, not until I was in <clears throat> university. So if you are throwing American pop culture references at me,、uh, I'm probably not going to understand any of them. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I am here in Japan because I was born in Japan many, many moons ago. I will not tell you how many moons or、uh, world rotations.、Um, my, my, my. <laughs> yes. But yeah, so I was born here and left when I was three years old and kind of grew up with my mom, especially, but also my dad telling me stories about living in Japan, showing me pictures. Um, and I always wanted to come here and experience it as an adult. So here I am, 20 something years later.、Um, yeah. <laughs> We're really being generalized about this. <laughs> We're trying to.、Yeah. Um, and my fun fact is also about my balcony, but it's not about my laundry.、Oh. Um, so recently in this quarantine life, I have been trying to learn how to do a pull up. Which until recently I did not know was different from a chin up. <laughs> so it turns, turns out I've been practicing chin ups, which are a lot easier.、Um, but we'll cut that part out, the easy part.、Um, 
Anyway, so I don't have a pull-up bar or a gym that I can currently go to and feel safe at. Wait, um, so where have you been doing your pull-ups? Yeah, so you know that laundry bar that you hang your laundry on? Yes. That is my pull-up pull bar. Yeah. <laughs> Aren't you scared it's going to fall? Um, it may have bent a little bit, but now it's at a stable point where it can, you know, we work together. We're partners in this uh, right. journey. That just means that you're getting stronger. Yeah. Yeah. So strong. For I'll keep sure. you updated. Okay, so what is our show about? So, Please Hold for Gaijin is a podcast chronicling our experiences as foreigners living here in Japan. Yes. And not just Japan, as you may have seen it in movies with Tokyo and Osaka and the dazzling Kyoto area. No, no. This is about us living in the countryside yes. with the little K-trucks and the rice fields. Yeah, so if any of you are listening and you don't know what to picture in your head, when we say countryside, we're talking rice fields, we're talking many, many grandpas and grandmas. Winding roads with one lane. Oh yes, one yes. lane. Yeah. Have you ever watched My Neighbor Totoro? Yeah. Basically, we live in that world. Yep, that's yeah. what it looks like yeah. for us here. Without the giant Totoro that we know of. Unfortunately. We're still looking. That is my favorite movie. Of all there time. is a mountain forest behind us. Yeah. He might be living there. I'm convinced. I'm convinced. Probably. I'm just going to say Totoro doesn't have a gender. But oh, I'm sorry. You're okay. right. So this show is going to be about our experiences living as foreigners. Um, disclaimer, as we mentioned, we live in a very small rural area of Japan. So please do not generalize our experience to Tokyo or Osaka or um, big cities. Yes. Just in general, don't generalize what we say. We're just speaking from our own experience. Yes. This is our own unique experience. And, you know, even just being in Tokyo or Osaka for a couple of days, it's completely different from what we may experience here mm -hmm. in our little countryside. Yes. So uh, don't take it as a specific mm -hmm. kind of experience that you'll get if you ever come to yeah. Japan. If you're already here... Um, you know, we all have our own unique experiences, mm -hmm. and so we want to kind of highlight all that and value all that. Definitely, definitely. Sure. And also, I don't think we mentioned, how long have you been in Japan, Urban? Oh yeah, I've been here for three years, mm -hmm. and every day I'm still learning so many new yes. things. Yeah, so three years. I've been here almost two years, and recently decided I will be staying for a third year. So, yeah, partially because every day, learn something new, new experiences. Right. So, what are we going to talk about today, Urban? To celebrate our very first podcast episode, yes, we will be talking about our first experiences relating to Japan, be it your first time driving here, your first time coming here, or your very first memory about Japan. How's okay. that sound? Sounds good. I, Yeah, we haven't actually shared with each other what we're planning to talk about so yes. i'm excited to hear what you're gonna tell me <laughs> me too <laughs> okay you want to go first okay i okay. feel like i've shared everything with you already so i hope these will be uh, some you know. fresh ones all right let me Take get away. my let me get my list out and by the way shout out to emma for having like a notebook just full of her podcast ideas with logos and everything i love it see my very first conscious experience um but my very, very first conscious experience of Japanese culture, mm -hmm. like my very first taste of it, was 
when I was around maybe nine or ten. Mm-hmm. And my mom, back at the time, we were still living in the Philippines. And she had a computer shop. So she had a couple of young, young caretakers taking care of that computer shop. And they were just like playing music on the computer. Mm-hmm. And at that time, you know, we played on media, Windows Media Player. And I don't think YouTube was out yet. So it was like these, you know, pixelated, downloaded videos of a Japanese artist called Utada Hikaru. Oh. Yeah. So <laughs> Emma knows that I'm a huge fan. And of course, if you guys know me, you probably know that I really like Utada Hikaru. And so when I was nine, it was the very first time I listened to her. Wow, nine years old. Yes, nine oh years gosh. old. Very first song. I didn't song. know that. Yeah. So very first song, Easy Breezy by Utada uh, Hikaru. It was an English song and I fell in love with her at first sight. And ever since then, I've just always loved her. And that's what kind of like drove me to really like Japan. Japan. Yeah. And here you are. Here I am. Actually, did I, um, I don't know if I've told you this enough times already, but I went to a Utadahikuru concert no in way. 2018. Yes. And I got to see her really, like, not so close, but, like, she was, like, right there, you know? Like, I was breathing the same air as her. Yeah. And... Didn't you drive all night? Or how, how many hours did you drive to go to that concert? Oh, my goodness. I think my friend and I, we drove for about eight hours to yeah. get there and then five hours back because the way... Uh, to Fukuoka, the, uh, we went when we went there, we didn't take the t- expressway, we just took okay. the side roads, and that yeah. takes a lot of time. Mm-hmm. So the one way roads. <laughs> oh, the the one way unlit dark mark unmarked roads. My goodness. <laughs> yeah. So Emma, how about you? What okay. was your first experience that you want to talk about? So well, you mentioned your first like conscious your first memory mm-hmm. of knowing about Japan. Um. So mine, just to, like, jump off of that, um, so as I mentioned, as you know, I was Mm -hmm. born in Japan, um, and a lot of my memories, I can't tell if they're memories or if they're, like, pictures that I saw. Right, right. Or stories that I was told when I was really young. Mm -hmm. I'm not entirely sure, um, but I can remember two memories specifically. One was of being at some sort of festival, mm-hmm. night festival, and playing, you know that really popular game where you try to pick up the fish? Yeah, yeah, the yeah, paper. yeah. There's like a paper, um, what would you call it? I don't know, uh, I guess like a net? Like scooper. A, like a, a scooper, scooper, yes, scooper. yes. Yeah, and you try to pick up a fish out of mm-hmm. water. Mm-hmm. Now it seems a little bit like, oh, poor fish, but um, at the time... <laughs> I, I loved that game when I was a child, and I remember winning a fish from that game and just, like, walking around the Matsuri with, like, the fish in my little bag. So That's I remember so that cute. from when I was about probably two and a half or three years old. Yeah. Aww. <laughs> and then my other memory is being in a old-style Japanese house by Mount Fuji, where my family went for one vacation when we were living here right. and being with my brother and we were watching the sound of music on the tv and we could see uh-huh. mount fuji out the window um oh. and we were sleeping on futons and stuff. how do you yeah. even remember that you're two years old that's so vivid yeah again like wow. some of it is like partially stories right um yeah so those are my first memories of japan and then growing up i heard a lot of stories about it and um in elementary school i remember doing like school projects and all of them, I used to do all of them about Japan. Like, I just oh, wanted right. to know about Japanese culture. I right. wanted to connect with it in some way. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, that was my sort mm-hmm. of first, like, this is Japan. So, yeah, how was it, like, your first time, like, landing here in Japan? Did you land, like, in the morning, in the evening? So, I landed in Tokyo for our job orientation. 
in the later afternoon, got to the hotel by right. evening. Right. Um, and <laughs> I was so, so jet lagged. The, the time difference from the East Coast is massive, mm-hmm. East Coast to the U.S. Um, and in some ways it was very exciting. In other ways it was a little disappointing because for a lot of my life I had been telling people, oh, someday I'm going to move to Japan. And I kept saying, oh, you know, I have this, this, I'm so sure that when I arrive, suddenly all of these memories are going to just like come flooding back to me. Like one of those montages in a movie. Okay, okay. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, that would be really cool if I just like suddenly remembered my entire childhood. Got here, did not remember a thing. (laughs) Was suddenly feeling like everything was so different so unfamiliar and just that really threw me off I think because I I like I had felt connected to Japan for a lot of my life right but hadn't experienced it in a way that I could remember and like hold on to it um and so I was kind of taken off guard by how out of place I felt Mm -hmm. and how foreign and different and strange and confusing right Part of it might have been the jet lag, but Probably. that was my first my first um, reaction to being oh, here. Yeah, I see, I see, I see. Yeah. Huh. That like it must be so like jarring, especially when you're tired, and then all of a sudden you're kind of just like you have all these expectations. Of course, of course, because you had all these memories, and then it's kind of just like kind of a letdown, I guess. I wouldn't say it was a letdown. Mm-hmm. Okay. I would just say. how to say it I was just really for a lot of because I lived in so many countries growing Mm -hmm. up um I was expecting to be able to grab onto something that felt familiar oh I see and there were certain ideas of things that I had that I could grab onto like the way maybe certain things would look or the way you know, I had, like, Ghibli movies. I had watched them all as a child. I, mm-hmm. I was very familiar with the food. So the food felt very comforting and, and normal. I mean, it was my baby food, right? So, okay. Um, but in a lot of ways, I was kind of like, I feel like I should be grabbing onto something that feels familiar, but mm-hmm. I don't know what that is. What can I, like, grab onto? Right. Especially having lived in a lot of different places, I yeah. felt like there should be something that at least was similar right, to something right. I had experienced before. Something you can immediately, and, yeah. like, oh, this is, like, I know this. Yeah. Mm. Like, honestly, I was getting a little cocky about it, and I thought that I would not have <laughs> any culture shock at all. Right. I had a lot of culture shock, honestly, I would not have thought that about here. you. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Um. So, it was definitely an adjustment. Yeah. Especially the first few months. Which you know, because sure. you helped me so much. <laughs> yeah, um, I definitely get you with that whole having expectations thing. Yeah. <laughs> For me, when I first landed, mm-hmm. um, gosh, I don't remember that. I don't even. I didn't even remember that there was an afternoon to when I landed because I think I might have arrived the same time as you. But I'm, it's coming back to me now. You know, it's all coming back to me now. Yeah. I don't know that song, but okay. It's a Mariah Carey song. No. Anyway, <laughs> not a Tadahi Cruz song. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, yeah. So I remember just being in the airport and landing with all the other Canadians. So just like all these like. Like, oh, where were you guys, like, sitting? Oh, we're, like, from Ottawa. I'm like, what? And, like, oh, yeah, we came to Toronto, and then we took the same plane as you. Like, what? That's crazy. No, you didn't. And then blah, 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 blah. Because, like, you know, um, just like probably you, in our plane, you know, we took the straight flight um, from Toronto to 
uh, Tokyo, and we were like, I think that plane was full of jets from yeah. YYZ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. Oh my gosh. <laughs> the number of times. Oh, where are you from? Where are you going? Like the the same having the same conversation yeah, over yeah. and over again with people. For sure, it was so insane. Anyway, so we landed. I had a friend, and we would just we took, remember there was a bus, right? There's a bus from there's a, yeah. There's a big bus. Oh yeah, my gosh. from Narita to our hotel in um, Shibuya. That took about two hours, and for me at that time when I it was new to Japan, two hours is forever. Now. We live in the again. We live in the countryside. Two hours is nothing. That's a day trip. It's less than a day trip. <laughs> That's, That's like an after work trip. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. Um, but for me, it was like two hours was so long. And then we finally arrived in Ko. And my first, um, my first thought was, it's humid. Yes. What is this? <laughs> That's very true. Yeah. Although. Yeah. Although there was nothing for me, it, nothing compared to when I stepped out of the airport in mm-hmm. New Delhi for the first uh-huh. time when I moved to India, uh-huh. and it was like I could not breathe. It was so hot <gasps> oh and so God. humid, That's and insane. I had and I was coming from Ireland, which was completely different climate. Right, right. And I was ten years old at the time, and I just remember, like, I can still feel that my lungs just filling up with this like hot air. Right. Yeah. So in comparison. <laughs> God. But the humidity is bad here. It's so humid. Yeah, like my walls would sometimes like look would be sweating. My yeah, walls would yeah. be sweating. <laughs> and then actually that was the first time that so my aunt also lives in Japan. So she's mm. from the Philippines. Yeah, right. She moved to Japan when she was very, very young. And she's lived here ever since. You know, she has her whole family they here, she has her Tokyo. whole life here. And she lives in Tokyo, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um so I messaged her, Hey, I've landed, like I'm here. So on my first night I actually like instead of going out to party with like other people uh, as they planned, mm-hmm. and you know, I kind of wanted to, but also I was very very f- jet lagged. Yeah. Um, and uh, I was very jet lagged, and so I just went up with my with my aunt and her husband and my and my cousin, mm-hmm. and it was my first time seeing them like as an adult because the last yeah. time I saw them maybe yeah. I was like six or seven. Right. So it was just very nice to catch up with them. I we went right. to a Japanese restaurant. It's nice to have family. Yeah, yeah it's, it's really nice. Um, and we went to a Denny's of all places. Did I tell you that? Yeah. We went to a Denny's for our very first night meal Okay, together. fun fact about Japan. There are an alarming number of, like, old American chains that aren't... That don't exist in the U.S. anymore. Or sometimes not even American. Like, I think, um... What's it? Tully's? Is that is that American? I, I think know. Tully's is American. Yeah, but there's yeah. all of these American chains that aren't popular in the U.S. anymore yeah. that are somehow huge in Japan. Yeah, yeah. That I had never heard of before. Well, I mean, I missed out on a lot of stuff, but um, it's kind of a funny thing. Like, how did they get so popular here? I know, exactly. Like, why are they still here? It's crazy. Yeah. So, yeah, that's one of my... That was my first night here in, in, um, in Japan. It was very, mm-hmm. very tiring, but very fun. Yeah, nice. Nice. So any other first you want to talk about, Emma? I do. I want to talk about the first time I went to the doctor. Okay. In Japan. All right. This is a short little story that I have thus far been too humiliated to share with anyone. But now we're going to share it with the world. So we're going to share it with the world because what better way to get over humiliation? I am ready with my popcorn and not wine. Okay, so I think we go to the same little clinic um, 
And the first time I went there, at your recommendation, I may say, I walk in, take off my shoes, as you do. Um, I go up to the reception desk. She asks for my, uh, my insurance card, my residence card. And then she just hands me a thermometer. I didn't want to seem dumb. <laughs> so I didn't ask how to use the thermometer. Oh god, I'm scared to where this is going. Okay. <laughs> so, um, I don't know about your family slash your culture slash Canada slash uh-huh. Philippines, but uh, in the US, I don't know, don't quote me on this, typically we put the thermometer under our mouth. Oh god, no you didn't. <laughs> because that's more accurate than putting it anywhere else. So I popped this ther- thermometer in my mouth. Oh wait, I didn't mention where the thermometer came from. She just had a little cup of thermometers on her desk. Oh my god. You know, god. like one of those cups that teachers have with all the pens, all the pens and pencils and yeah, stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like a cup of thermometers. She pulls one out, hands it to me. I'm like, well, that's not the most sanitary, but I'll just pop it in my mouth because, you know, I, I'm sure they sanitize them. She doesn't say anything. I take my temperature. So does this lady see you? She watches me put the thermometer in my mouth, hesitantly... Doesn't say anything. Pop it in my mouth. Wait, it beeps. I don't have a fever. Woohoo. Hand it back to her. She puts it directly back into the little cup. And I'm just like, oh, that's not hygienic, is it? And a little, like, question mark goes off in my head. But I don't have time to dwell on it. So I just move on, go to my appointment, whatever. A couple months later, I go back to the doctor This time, I hesitate when she hands me the thermometer. Um, And I ask her, oh, do I put it in my mouth? And she's like, what? No! Under your arm! (laughs) I have never heard this story before. That is is mortifying. This is the story of how I put, how I don't know how many people's armpit sweat into my mouth. Gag me. Yeah. Watched me do this. She fully just watched it. Didn't just say anything me do the first this. Didn't time. Didn't say anything the first time. Oh my god! Thank God. I. I mean, the second time I was like, I'm not playing this game twice. But yeah. now I know that I had many, many people. When you go to a clinic, you do in not my mouth. Put things in your mouth immediately. Cool. <laughs> that sounds like fun. Yep. <laughs> and um, yeah, yeah. It's I mean, a lesson I'm, learned. Still, I'm still alive. This was all pre-corona, so. Oh okay. Oh that's wow. At least. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, wow, lesson learned right there. Mm-hmm. Tasty. <laughs> Taste of Japan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's my oh, doctor's God. office story. you have any good medical stories? <laughs> oh, medical story. I don't have any medical stories. But I do have my first time driving in Japan. Oh, How about that? Okay. Um, Guess we're doing that. Yeah, and this is not first time driving, like, Per se, but most like more like driving for the first time by myself without anyone reminding me that I'm driving on the opposite of the road now. So in Canada, people drive on the right side of the road. I don't even remember anymore. Yeah, on the right side Who of the knows, road. Honestly, <laughs> sorry. And in Japan, and in Japan, we drive on the left side of the road here. So my mind... Also, the car is flipped, right? Yeah, the car is... The the wheel is on the other side. Exactly. So everything's reversed. 
And so everything is reversed. And my little brain is just like, yeah, yeah, I'll remember this. Just sing Beyonce. It's like, to the left, to the left, to the left, to the left. You know that song? Okay. Yes, we do. Um, that's why I would sing to myself sometimes. And this is what I would do when people were in the car with me. When I was test driving my car. I love my car. Um, that's true. Her name is Becca. She has a name, y'all. Uh, yes. She is my party bus. Becca the party bus. So... <laughs> She's not mine, okay? She's a free spirit. She just lets me ride her. Anyway. Uh... <laughs> Continue with your story. Ah, okay, so the we have first... A lot of <laughs> so, of course, when I was test driving, everything was fine. I was driving very nervously. I've, at that time, I've only been driving for like a year or two. Like, with my full, t- full license. So, I haven't been... Like, I drove in Canada, of course, but, like, at night. And, of course, like, I wasn't nervous because I got used to it. But then you drive on the other side of the road. It's like, this is a whole story. And so, I went to the grocery store, um, the nearest one here. And, you know, just drive around, blah, blah, blah. And my friend was on the passenger seat. And she's totally chill. And <laughs> low-key, though, she's, like, watching. But she doesn't say anything to me because she doesn't want to make me nervous. She knows I'm a nervous driver, even though we just met, like, for one week, right? That's true. I don't think I know anyone who drives more slowly than you. You are a very safe driver. I am a very safe driver, knock on wood. <laughs> and so we were leaving the parking lot on the first time. And the road that we were going to be leaving from luckily did not have an island in between. Because what had happened was I was leaving the parking lot. And I turned mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. into the wrong side of the road. And so a car was coming. I was like, why is there a car coming? Oh, I wonder. Yeah. And then my friend oh, was God. like, Irvin, you're on the wrong side of the road. And I'm like, oh, oh, oh. And so I was like, what do I do? What do I do? And so the car just kept coming because it probably thought, yeah. yeah, it probably thought this guy's not what she's doing. I just started backing up in the middle of the road as the car was coming in. And because luckily I was on the wrong side of the road, there was no car coming from behind me. Glad you survived that one. Oh yeah, we survived. My 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 friend never lived, let me live it down when she was here. <laughs> if it makes you feel better, I've done the exact same thing. Like the first week I got my car, but what? there was an island. Thankfully, okay. there were no cars coming. <gasps> oh my god! So I wasn't in immediate danger, and I just like drove down the road the wrong side a little bit, and then like turned a corner and turned around. But girl, that happened. Yeah. That's so scary. But there were no cars coming. Oh, that's so, good. That's yeah. good. That's good, though. Oh, my yeah. God. It's terrifying when you have to, like, flip on the other side of the yeah. road. The other thing I was doing constantly yeah. when I first arrived was flipping my windshield wipers. Yes. Instead of my turn signal. Yes, yes, yes. It's so weird. And it, would, it would, like, alarm me every <laughs> time I would jump. And just a lot of not-so-safe driving <laughs> going on. You're like, who's trying to scare me? Right. Oh, it's just me. It's just... Just me yeah. not functioning. Yeah, because jet lagged with a new car by yourself in yeah. a different country driving yeah. on the wrong side of the road. That's a perfect combination for some trouble right there. <laughs> so true. Yeah. Alright, what's who's up next? Me? Yeah. I'm up? Okay. I'm going to Okay, here's a good one. Okay, go. I promised I promised them we would talk about bugs. Oh, and I have a bug I have a bug story okay. too. Alright, so <laughs> my first my first uh, alarming bug experience happened it was pretty much immediate when I got here. <laughs> and you know I've had quite the the series of bug 
issues. She could write an encyclopedia on this. I honestly could. I am a professional exterminator. What's an encyclopedia? What's an encyclopedia? <laughs> That's what I just said. You okay? You want some more wine? I'm um, good. Okay. So I got here. Yeah. Looked around my new apartment. Cute, cute, cute. Tatami mats, low ceilings, all that jazz. Right. I look out on my balcony, um, which I have already mentioned is not a safe place to be hanging laundry. Um, <laughs> there is a giant wasp nest on oh my, my balcony. Um, and I quickly realized that they were not just wasps. They were suzumebachi, which, oh if you are an American right now, you may know them as murder hornets. <laughs> <laughs> They have been all over the news because they just really? appeared. Yeah, they just appeared in Washington. I think it was Washington State recently. That's so weird. Everyone is freaking out because they like decapitate bumblebees, and apparently the Japanese bumblebees have somehow learned to adapt to this and not be d- decapitated. Right. Uh, don't quote me on this. Um, We're gonna source. But this everyone's freaking later. out about them like decapitating all the honeybees in Washington State. Anyway. This was before I knew any of this, but they're building a nest on my balcony. <clears throat> Within the first two days of me being in Japan, could not sleep my first night here because I was just worrying about how I was going to get rid of these bees. I think I came to you, actually, and you told me to use uh, spray. Mm-hmm. And I was like, how is bug spray going to get rid of an entire nest right. Of bees. Of jo- By the way, when I say murder hornets, suzumibachi, they are minimum the size of your thumb. <laughs> minimum. Yeah, like they're massive. Yeah, they are. They can fit in the palm of your yeah. hand. They look like birds. Like when I first saw them outside flying around, I thought they were birds. Right, and yeah. which is where they get their name from. Suzume means sparrow. And bachi is B, so like Ooh, a sparrow. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why because they're so huge, so people like sometimes they they're like they're like yeah, little legitimately sparrows, yeah. yeah. So there we go. Learn something new every day. <laughs> so anyway, they're building a beautiful palace on my balcony. Um You suggest bug spray. So yeah. I go to the store, I get my bug spray. Turns out the bug spray for these things flips open like a gun. <laughs> yes. So there's actually a trigger on this bug spray. It's like 1,500 yen, which is like what? Uh, 15, 16 dollars. Yeah. It's very expensive. Yeah. Yeah. Flips open like a gun, trigger. Somehow I still wasn't trusting the spray. Right. So um, cue me alone because you would not join me for this. I'd like to remind you. You were like, yeah, I'm not getting involved in that. <laughs> I don't think we were close enough friends at this um, point for okay. me to risk my life. Perhaps. <gasps> um, cue me alone in my apartment, nearly in tears, because, first of all, I have never been stung by a bee. Second of all, I, before coming to Japan, I did not kill bugs. I was like, this is morally... I'm just not doing it. I'll just let the mosquitoes bite me. Yeah, I'm, like, kind of hippy-dippy in that way. Okay. Um... So I'm here like, okay, now I have to murder an entire nest of murder hornets. So we'll see who murders who first. Let's find out. Um, I decide to put on my rubber boots, my ski pants, newly purchased because I was warned about the scary winters in Japan. So these are like snow, snow pants. Yeah. My rain jacket, 
face mask, rubber kitchen gloves. <laughs> she was preparing to die, y'all. I I opened my umbrella inside my house. You did not. Unlucky. Actually, in Japan, I don't think it's unlucky. It's so unlucky to me. Opened my umbrella inside my house to hold in front of my face. Got my spray in one hand. Yeah. Crouched behind the umbrella. Oh my god. Opened my... <laughs> Open my balcony uh, screen just a little bit uh-huh. and just like unleash that entire bottle of spray, the entire bottle, onto... Why don't I remember this story? Because, we, as you said, you weren't close enough to me at that point to help yeah. me out. I feel really bad, but also I have a memory of a fish, that's why I don't remember. That's true. Um, spray this entire bottle, 1500 yen of poison, onto these poor things. They all just drop. Oh, they just really? drop. Yeah. That's really effective. It's really effective. You should sip those to the US. The, the boots, the umbrella, not necessary at all. You could um, have been stark naked. Since then, I, since then, I am the token Suzume Bachi killer in my school. Um, so every time that one comes into the classroom, my teacher clears out all the students and I just, they're like, Emma, go get the spray. And I get the spray and I just like, I deal with it. And all the students cheer. It's great. Yeah. Ego booster. There you go. Um, See, without me, if I were there, you would not have become the hero. It's so tough. Yeah. Anyway. So I've also had one in my kitchen since then. Oh. All my windows were closed. You know about this. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I think all my windows were closed. Somehow got I think that was the first thing I asked you. Emma, were your windows not closed? Yeah, my windows were closed. Yeah. The, The Suzume Bachi expert came, looked at my kitchen. Told me it was possible that it had chewed through my roof. Wow. Flown through the uh, vents in the wall or crawled up the drain. So there was really no way to know how it got in. Made me feel really good. Wow. It's coming from an expert, especially. So anyway, that's my uh, Suzume Bachi story. That's certainly a a Suzume Bachi story. No, (laughs) I didn't know some of this part. Some of them I just completely forgot. Um, so yeah that's an insane story so my first bug story Mm -hmm. uh, involves not a suzume bachi but a mukare and for people who don't know what a mukare is it's one of these red angry giant centipedes in japan they're japanese centipedes and um they're very scary to me i think i'm the terrified of them the most more than cockroaches more than suzume bachi Mm -hmm. i am scared of crawling things just for reference, if you want to do a quick Google search on Mukade, you'll get you'll get the idea. Because we're not posting a picture on this podcast. No, we're not. <laughs> they also, if you're picturing like a centipede with thin, dainty legs, we're not talking about that. We're no. talking about like claws more than legs. Yeah, yeah. Made for digging into wood is what we're talking I about. I did not know about that. That is disgusting. You I do not want them- nightmares. Oh, yeah, they did live in that temple that we went to. Anyway. Uh, Ooh, I did not know about that. Okay, continue with your story, please. And so, I had a friend Mm -hmm. um, who came to visit me in Shimano. And she was a fellow fellow ALT, uh, my friend. And so, she lives kind of far from me. And she wanted to do some, you know, activities here uh, in my city where I live. And so, she slept over at my house. And we were just hanging out, just chatting like normal. And all of a sudden, on her bag was this little crawling critter that I saw. 
And so she was turned around, so she didn't see it. I saw it, and I jumped up, and I'm like, what is that? How little are we talking? This was a baby. This was a baby. Like, this was... So, how big? Like, ah... Like, bigger than my thumb? No, it's very small. Like, it's smaller than your pinky. It's very thin. Yeah, it's very thin, very slim. But it was a baby mukare. And baby mukares, like, are very dark, but they're very fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, the f- I jumped so fast and I was like, what is that? And she just like stopped me and like, what? What? There is a mukare on your bag. She's like, no, it's not. And I'm like, yes, it is. And it's crawling right now. And so without even like missing a beat, ran, went to my bug kit, picked up two of my sprays. One was the freezer spray, which freezes mukades but doesn't kill them. Yeah, and the other one was um, the poison. Negative, what is it? Negative 36, 39, something like that? Yes, that. This stuff is crazy. It just... Yeah. It's like unleash, unleashing a snowstorm, ice storm yeah. onto the bug. Yeah. Basically, that's what it is. And it slowed it down, and then it stopped moving. And I'm like, hey, we got to kill it, because there's no freaking way that I'm letting this thaw out. Mm-hmm. So after that, you know, I ran to my kitchen, got some disposable wooden chopsticks, picked it up, put it in the garbage, and put that garbage away. And I went to the garbage bin outside my house, all in like... Okay, but you didn't smush it, right? Because I've heard stories about smushing no, them. No, I didn't smush them because prior to this, I have been terrified of creepy crawly things, mukade. So that was one of the first things I researched. And so I read all these vlogs, all these Google searches about them. And they said, do not squish. You can boil them. I'm like, I am not wasting my pots to boil a mukade. So. Yeah, I've heard various stories all involving like picking them up with chopsticks for some reason. Yeah. And then either boiling them or like setting them on fire. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've heard the which fire one all for sure. Which super badass. I've never been in the position to actually do that. And I hope we never have yeah. to be. Please. Lord. Um, yeah. And so here's the fun part. This is the punchline oh, of the story. Oh, get to the fun part. Yeah, okay. that was just the bug. Okay. The story comes where after I come back and I told my friend, you brought that bukkake into this house. She was like, why would you say that? Like, it was in your bag. And I didn't see it come out of anywhere else. It came from your bag. And she was like, you're so mean and so weird. And I'm like, no, you know what? I am sorry that I'm so accusatory, but I will not be sorry for thinking that you brought a mukade. And she wasn't like so mad about it. But like, let's just say like, we don't really talk anymore. Ooh. But we're still Facebook friends, but we just don't talk to okay. each other anymore. And we stopped hanging out after that. So... You know, it, it. you could say that we just drifted apart because we were all first year ALTs together and we find our own friends and blah, blah, blah. But I like to blame myself and be like, you know, she probably was so turned off by how, I, how mean I was to her that she didn't want to be friends anymore about that. And I don't blame her. So, there we go. The baby Mukade was just looking for a place to rest its head overnight, you know? Not in this house, man. In this house. It's not. I almost swore there, but that's not happening here. (laughs) (laughs) So we had a lot of fun firsts right there in Japan, right? Do you have any other firsts you would like to bring to the table? Hmm. Actually, I want to talk about the first time I landed in Izumo. So Izumo is a city here in Shimane that has an airport. Uh, and the other one would be like all the way into the western area of Shimane because Shimane runs like a long, a long prefecture. Yeah, it's an, you can drive for how many hours? Like four and a half hours, yeah. five hours, and still be in Shimane. Exactly. Like, we are s- such a long, large prefecture, but yeah. so few people. 
Exactly. <laughs> so, so the, the other airport is in the western side, so we're in the eastern side. And mm-hmm. first time I landed, it was very hot, and I didn't know what to expect. It was just all I know is it was very hot, and I'm about to meet my supervisor for the first time. I don't know if it's this really scary man. All I know is that he was a male Japanese man. Mm-hmm. That, you know, it could be very foreboding, very scary. I don't know. I've never met this person except through mail that he had translated from the CIR or like the coordinator for international relation that worked here. He did a translation. And so I come out and there's all these ALTs uh, that is from my city that was greeting me. Um Oh, and you were greeting of... me when I came. <laughs> yes. Thank you. <laughs> yes. To run the tradition. And... I was just so overwhelmed. I was like, what is happening? It's so hot. And there are these people telling me to take off my jacket. Why? I thought I was beating my supervisor. You were wearing a jacket? I was wearing a oh, jacket. Oh, but see, they told us before we got on the yeah. plane, they were like, oh, it's really hot. You're not expected to wear it. They did not tell us in my year because okay. they were like, listen, you guys have to tough it out. Um, they were nicer cool to your biz. Year. Right. Cool biz. We were not told cool biz. They were like, Biz, biz all the way. For for all of y'all who don't know what cool biz is, yeah. there's a certain point in the Japanese... I don't know if it's just schools or is, is it all like... Business, like businesses. businesses. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a certain point. Have we reached that point yet? We're in. We're at the end of May here. Yeah, so we can almost... I think almost. starting next week we're Probably going to do cool biz. Probably in June. This could be fun fact. Yeah, so... I actually work cool biz today. I was a little early, I think. Oh, yeah? Yeah, because no one else was wearing it. Um, but, like, I... So, anyway, cool biz is a point in the year where everybody switches to lighter fabrics in their work clothes, shorter sleeves. Yes. Um, but not shorter pants. No. But there's, like, a specific day where they announce that they can do it. And usually around that time in the schools, the students also change to their summer uniforms which have shorter sleeves. Um, And the whole point of this was the Japanese government basically wanted to save energy, right? So they they were like, well, instead of having our AC on all the time, we'll introduce this cool biz thing where essentially you'll just wear cooler weather clothes. Exactly. And we'll leave the windows open and you won't sweat too much. Yeah. Although there's still a lot of sweating yeah it's so hot and sometimes uh the ac won't be on yeah it's like 28 degrees but there's like a specific day where cool biz starts yes yeah so anyway you arrived cool biz was already happening you didn't know yeah it was so hot we didn't know we weren't told anything other than that and they were just like you can change your clothes and And everyone was wearing (laughs) short sleeves summer clothes and i was just like what is You're going on suit. right now? I was in a full suit. You poor thing. And I was wearing, I think I was wearing an undershirt with it too, because I sweat a lot. Mm-hmm. I wore an undershirt, but I wore a white Cute. shirt so that it wouldn't be like all see-through and gross. Anyway, it was disgusting. Summer is disgusting. Um, keep that in your pockets for when you come in the summer. Summer is disgusting in Japan. <laughs> uh, fun and disgusting. It's fun, yeah. <laughs> and disgusting. So many festivals. How many times have I said disgusting already? All right, continue, please. <laughs> <gasps> More or less disgusting than me putting the armpit thermometer in my mouth. Mm, yum. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> so we we uh we load up my my uh, suitcase, my two my 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 one full suitcase into the van with all the other ALTs, and we drive off into the sunset. 
to a soba place. And I was, as we were going to the soba place, Izumo, if you've never been here, is flat. <laughs> and when I was looking outside, I thought we were here. I thought this was Una. And I'm like, guys, is this where we live? What the, f- what is going on? And they're like, no, no, no. We live up in the mountains. Wait, you were worried because it was flat? It was barren. Okay. That was, this is the that image. That was your first impression. That was my first impression. Okay. It's not barren. It's just full of rice fields and it's very peaceful and tranquil and beautiful. And this was Izumo. This was Izumo. Oh. Izumo is really Honey. nice. Honey. But when I first landed, I was jet lagged, tired, homesick, all that stuff. And I was just like, oh my God, I'm going to be living in a desert. Like there's rice fields everywhere and mountains. It was not a desert, but I was just so overdramatic. I remember like just about to cry, I think. In the back, mm-hmm. or in the back of the van. Yeah. <laughs> and thinking it back on it, I was just like, what was that? <laughs> Who was that? Because I love this place so much now. I yeah. love driving yeah. through that same field that I yeah. was like crying over. So what were your thoughts? You you were in Izumo and you were like, oh, this is super um, Inaka, very countryside. It was much better for me, I think, because there were more buildings that were closer by, clustered together. Mm-hmm. So it felt more like, I wouldn't say city, but more suburbs i guess yeah. you know with the building yeah. and the grocery store and the main road and it's funny because it's technically a city but it doesn't feel like that no it it's doesn't very small town kind of almost everyone knows everyone exactly yeah. and that's i think in rural areas in japan that's how it's like it's they'll name it a city and it won't feel like a city it's yeah. more like a small town yeah yeah it's interesting yeah, so that was my image. And, you know, I got here. It was hot. They dropped me off. And I'm like, cool, live in this place now. I almost, I you know, I think for an hour or two, or a day or two even, I thought I made a mistake. Like, legit. Really? I was like, I made a mistake. Yeah. I want to wow. go back home. Yeah. Well, of course, I mean, I'm still here three years later. So, obviously, I didn't. Yeah. But it was just, like, a really terrifying thought to just, you know, I've never moved away from my parents mm. uh we've never you know except apart from the time we lived in the philippines and we moved to canada we've never really been apart right. for that a right. long amount of time long distance yeah and all of a sudden be moving to a different place by myself where i don't know anyone mm-hmm. that doesn't count my i don't count my aunt in japan and tokyo because we don't yeah. really live together it was very terrifying definitely yeah mm. what was my what was my first impression I just have this very clear image of yeah. when you fly into Izumo Airport, mm-hmm. you fly over Lake Shinji, which is this massive lake. <laughs> right. It almost, it's a very, very large lake. And you fly in over the lake, you're almost, it almost feels like the wings of the airplane are touching the surface of the lake. And then suddenly... There's this runway, which actually juts out into the water. Yeah, yeah. And you land on this <laughs> runway, and you're just like, oh, thank God. <laughs> We're not we didn't just in crash the water. into the lake. <laughs> yeah, no, but I mean, flying in, I just remember it was a beautiful day, and really, in summer, the area that we live in, and we both arrived in August, um, yeah. was... Oh, I remember your day yeah. when you came. It was very yeah. sunny It was a beautiful day. It was yeah. so hot. But everything was so green. And the water was so blue that day. I just remember, especially coming from Tokyo, mm-hmm. where I just felt like it was such a big city, so many buildings, very overwhelming. 
coming into this place that was so starkly different. Mm-hmm. Like, we could not live in a more different place than Tokyo. Oh, my know? goodness. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, <laughs> flying in here just really solidified my decision for me. Yeah. Because I think in Tokyo, I was very overwhelmed. I was like, why doesn't this feel familiar? It should feel familiar. Flying into Izumo, it didn't feel familiar, but it felt like a breath of fresh air after <laughs> the city, you know? Yeah. And that just tight spaces. And I remember looking down and seeing all of this green and blue and fields and tiny little farmhouses and just being like, okay, like, maybe I can do this yeah. after all. Huh. Okay. So I had kind of a different experience. Yeah, that's definitely different. Yeah. I think I was more familiar at that time with being in Tokyo. It felt yeah. more alive, but then suddenly coming into this more quiet, serene place. And I'm, I'm giving it positive adjectives that because, again, my feelings at that time were like, alone quiet and right. uncomfortable but now it's different right and it's such a different you know perspective right. for both of us on our first time i think right and also my first night here i met you which like i went out to dinner with you and some other people and everyone was just very welcoming and kind and helping me and yeah. even though i was very overwhelmed i felt taken care of and that Aww, made a big difference that's good love you i'm happy love you girl <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, we have a lot of first experiences yeah. that we ended up having to talk about. That was fun. Yeah, definitely. We had a we've had a lot of firsts in the past oh, for couple sure. years, few years in your case. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're still having first even I, to this day. Yeah, I do feel like every time I go to a new country and especially in Japan, mm-hmm. it's kind of like you're reborn as like a toddler. Wow. And you're having to relearn how to do everything. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, for sure. You just feel like a child or a baby all the time and you always need help. You have to reach out to everyone. You have to be like, how do I even push this button on this machine at the ATM and make it do things, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, and really, it's like an ego check. It's a little like, don't be too full of yourself because you can just immediately go back to being a child in like a second. Just mm-hmm. by getting on a plane. Anyway. Oh, oh yes. I'm, I definitely heard some new stories from you today. Me too. I thought I heard everything, but I'm so happy that I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's going to close out our first episode of Please Hold for Gaijin. Please Hold for Gaijin. Otsukaresamadeshita. And for those of you who don't know what that means, there is no direct translation in English, but it's something you say to someone to tell mm-hmm. them like a good job or like, you worked so hard today. Congratulations. Yeah. yeah. Like, thanks for your hard work. Yeah, exactly. Even if, even if you didn't really do anything, you still say it. Yeah. Just say it to people. Just Try like, it out. Appreciate the heck out of the people around exactly. you. Exactly. Otsukaresamadeshita. Sayonara.